Hi everyone, it's Sam, NFT Statistics, and this is your Proof Daily NFT Countdown. It is good to be back in Colorado. I know what you're thinking. Why are the NFTs not up on my wall? They'll be back tomorrow. I didn't sell them. I sold some of them, but I didn't sell them all. We just had to take them down while I was gone, but they'll be back soon. Lots to talk about today, and I really need it this time. Uh, friend tech completely taking off in terms of volume, prices, users, fees paid, everything. Nouns Fork is underway, and there were some really nice art sales over the weekend. Let's dive right in, starting off with a quick market overview. Volume's just still incredibly low. I wanted to look at what kind of longer term volumes look like. What this chart is, is two week average daily volume. So trailing two weeks on a log scale. And we've been talking about how volumes are going lower and lower. And I think here you can really get a sense for how they're even lower than the last time we said that they were at all time lows. I mean, it just keeps going lower and lower. So really not a whole lot of action in the ETH NFT space. More volume going with Blur, about 74% over the past couple of days. Uh, large cap index kind of trickled lower, not a whole lot of movement, but down a touch. A little bit of strength in captains since I last spoke. I haven't been here since Thursday. So a little bit of strength in captains since then, a little bit of weakness in Clonex, Azuki, Milady, Midcap Index also basically flat, had some strength in Killer Bears and weakness in Sprato Gremlins. Let's have a quick look at that Sprato Gremlins chart. I mean, this thing ramped all the way up to 2 ETH. It's really kind of come back down to earth, but still holding a floor price of about 0.8 ETH. So not too bad for this market. I also wanted to talk about this NFT called MediKeys. And MediKeys plays into FriendTech, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. What you can see is over the past week, it's completely boomed from about 0.1 ETH. It hit all the way up to 0.8 ETH at its peak. Right now, really come down pretty sharply at about 0.3 ETH. Why am I talking about it? Why is this thing pumping? MediKeys are master keys, and they give access to hundreds of content creators on FriendTech. Each MediKey is less expensive to mint than buying a regular key, but gives access to top accounts. So basically, if you have this, you join a Discord and you can see everything that's happening in some of the top uh, friend tech accounts. Obviously, some of those friend tech accounts you know, cost 5 ETH to go into, so 0.3 uh, this is a lot cheaper. Obviously, there's some downsides. You don't get to be there yourself, probably not asking as many questions, uh, but still interesting to see that. In terms of our projects over the past 24 hours, six Arbus sales, a handful of squiggle sales. Let's have a look. And this is just over the past 24 hours. I'm going to show you some of the bigger sales over the weekend. One was a ringer. This ringer sold for 39.9 ETH. There was another ringer which sold for about 30 ETH. So two ringer sales. There were a lot of fuzzy sales, as I said. Three or a lot of squiggle sales, but three fuzzies. One for 12.5 and then two for 13.7. This is a really nice aesthetic fuzzy kind of ending higher like that. Nice to see that. And the floor for Chromey Squiggles kind of bounces in that like 9.9 .9 to 10.5 range. Well, it's at 10.9 now, so a little bit of upside there uh, in the Chromey Squiggle floor price. We have a subscape here by Matt Dave Laurier, which sold for 3.57 ETH, and then an anti-cyclone by William Upon for 5.5 ETH. Second thing to talk about, the biggest talk of the weekend when it comes to NFT Twitter, when it comes to crypto Twitter, everyone's talking about Frentech, which resurged. This is deja vu because we talked it also, we talked about it a lot 10 days ago, but we're back talking about it again. Why are we talking about it again? Look at the volumes here. You can see that we had that huge spike kind of in the beginning where we got to 10,000 ETH of volume. It really tapered off, but now we're back. 7,500 ETH of volume on Saturday, massive print, and then down a little bit yesterday, but still a decent number. One of the interesting things, and our guy, Tyler, did it over at Lucky Trader, good friend of mine, uh, pointed this out that 
points out that Frentech actually did more volume than ETH NFTs. If you look at ETH NFTs across major, across major exchanges, you can see that that was certainly the case on Saturday. Now, if you go back a couple of weeks when Frentech was booming, it was also the case then. So this was the third day where that happened. Then yesterday, ETH NFTs did a little bit more volume uh, than Frentech. One interesting thing to also look at is if you look at fees, Frentech paid three times the creator fees over the past couple of days versus all of ETH NFTs put together, all ETH royalties put together. Frentech paid three times as much to creators and the creators aren't even necessarily artists. Sometimes they're just people saying GM in a chat room, but people are making a lot of money. And I think there's no question right now that a lot of money is going out to people who are building rooms in this. And you know, just through, through the fees that come in, over $300,000 paid on Saturday. Some of the top players, this guy Racer has over a six ETH price for his shares. Levi over 4.7 ETH. So a lot of these prices are really getting high to get into the chat rooms with some of these top influencers. Why did it happen on Friday over this weekend? I think that people started to calculate a little bit more about what the airdrop could do. As people start thinking that maybe this will be a $100 million airdrop, which is a number that people are kind of throwing around. There are $100 million tokens out there. There just isn't the TVL. There aren't the participants out there uh, to get all that token, uh, which means that there's a huge opportunity for people who do. Uh, I heard people saying they're making 5,000 points off just a few ETH in there, you know, thinking a point could equal a dollar. And this is all speculation. It's all speculation that there's even going to be an airdrop. But I think because Paradigm is behind it, people think it will be. And for some reason, a lot of airdrop farmers came in on Friday and brought a lot of ETH to the platform. What happens when an airdrop incentivizes people to come in? Well, one is that the airdrop incentivizes people to hold keys because people are thinking that the more keys you hold, the more TVL you contribute, which you, you can do by buying keys, uh, the more airdrop you're going to get. That means that people want to buy and hold. What happens when they do that? Prices go up because people are buying and holding and not selling. What happens when prices go up? FOMO goes up. People start to say, wow, I could make more money by being on that platform. I could make more money by buying that keys. And you just get this flywheel, uh, which leads to these, this really positive momentum. The other thing is that TVL. And TVL stands for total value locked. It is a metric that Blur really took very seriously or still takes very seriously. And a lot of DeFi platforms take very seriously how much ETH is locked on there. Why do they take it seriously? Because it's a metric that coin traders look at when they're deciding if they want to buy a coin or not. So here you have a lot of people kind of coming up with ways to get that TVL higher, to incentivize people to get that TVL higher. And the hope, I think, ultimately, and again, this is speculation, but I think the hope is that coin traders down the road are going to pay a nice valuation to give people exit liquidity, uh, which will make everybody rich. We all want to get rich. So, you know, who, who knows? But I think, I, th I think that's really kind of the mindset here. We saw it happen with Blur as well. I mean, when Blur really came out, TVL was very high and it actually stayed pretty high. But you had coin traders paying, you know, billion dollar market cap, more than it got all the way up to a few billion dollars. Obviously, we know that that has gone down more than 80% since then. We'll see here. We'll see here how, how it ultimately plays out. But I see why there is an alert to people to want to get that coin, want to get that airdrop if they can. The other thing I will say, though, is I do think the use cases are very real. I, I have talked to people who I think are really good signal who are saying they're spending you know more time on Frentech than they're on Twitter. People are saying that they're getting access to influencers, people who wouldn't respond to their tweets ever who they're now able to get lunch with, who they're forming real connection with. So I do think this use case of connecting people and obviously creators, because of all the money they're making, uh, you know, are incentivized to treat their the people who own their keys really well. So you do have a nice little flywheel going on there. I also do think that it is the airdrop that is 
creating that, that's making the creators care and creators caring is what's making this a wonderful product. So I don't know, we'll see how this plays out over time, but we'll probably have a, another couple months of good energy on this product. So again, kind of timing it, tying it all together. I do think there is real product market fit. I do think there is a little bit of Ponzionomics where people are incentivized to hold. The question is who is going to be kind of buying these keys down the road when there's less inflation of them. But this is the platform that seems to be getting a lot of attention. So we will see how this plays out over the next few months and we'll be watching it very, very closely. Third thing to talk about, the nouns fork begins. We've talked about nouns extensively on the show. Here was the proposal where they agreed to make a fork a possibility. You can see that most people voted in favor uh, instead of against. So once they decided that forking is a possibility, someone created a fork. And what happened? Well, 333 nouns have already signed up to fork. That's out of like 870 of those 870, 10% are the ones that are given to the founders for free. So out of maybe 790 others, already 333 have signed up for it. Let's give a little bit of background on this because it is a little confusing. Nouns have daily auctions. You started with basically zero nouns, and then every day there's an auction. All the ETH from that auction goes into the treasury. Okay, and then the DAO invests that ETH from the treasury and tries to grow the ETH over time, expand the nouns brand, and that's the basic idea. They, the treasury got massive because you know a lot of the auctions early on were for over 100 ETH, then they're for 50 to 100 ETH. You know, they, even now, you know, they're in that 20 to 35 ETH range. So a lot more ETH, a lot more US dollars are going into this treasury every single day. Um, but what did happen is over time also, it's already been two years, the value of the daily auctions were below the value in the treasury per noun. So below the book value of every noun, there was a time where, you know, book value of every noun was something like 37, 38 ETH, but the auctions were for 22, 23 ETH. What does that say? It says that people buying them don't think they're going to be able to get the ETH back. They think that over time, the treasury is going to shrink and it's not really worth what that book value is. So a bunch of members got together and they said, we want to get that ETH back. That ETH is in the treasury. It's basically owned by all the different nouns equally. So we want access to it. So they made this proposal that they can get it back. Now, what they said though, is that you need 20% of the people to want to redeem or to, to want to get access to it in order to create a fork. And that is basically what happened. They, the possibility to fork passed. Someone said, we want to fork. We want to get our ETH back. Uh, our percentage of book value goes back to every noun. It's somewhere in that 35 to 36 ETH range and 333 nouns said, we want to get that 35 to 36 ETH back uh, as opposed to staying in the DAO. Uh, here you can see that there's four days and seven hours left. So it's 333 so far, but we'll see how many do it over time. An obvious interesting question is what happens after this fork happens? You know, what happens to the nouns prices? Are those auctions going to go back to the 20s where they were? I think that they're probably going to stay closer to book value. I think because now people know uh, that if now people know that you can do a fork and you can get that book value back, if it really falls below, you'll probably see it staying close to the value. Also, the community now will be a little bit more focus on doing the things they want to do. I think in the past, there's been a lot of strife within the community, a lot of conflict. Uh, they ended the discord, people disagreed on things. Now the people who disagree can leave and the people who want to be there can go back to doing the things that they were doing. And perhaps all this will ultimately be positive for both sides that people want out as well as for the nouns who want to stick around. Now here's a chart that looks at the daily auction prices uh, going back to May 1st. You can really see, you know, they got below 25 ETH for a little while there. I think as it became more and more clear that this was a better possibility that you could get your ETH back, the prices rose to now where they're all basically going at you know, 35.3 ETH, something like that. Last thing to talk about, let's talk about a few notable sales. In terms of one of one sales, we have four one of ones that caught my attention. I wanted to talk about one is this piece, 
become the storm by drifter shoots just an amazing piece he actually talked about this exact piece uh when we had him on the podcast would recommend checking that out but this sold for 12.5 eth uh you know if you look at where drifter shoots one of one sales have been they've been as high as 50 eth 48.75 eth but his most recent one was actually a 10.2 on the lower right so this was a step up from there and here you can see this was a secondary sale the last time this one sold was for 44 ETH. So down a fair bit from that price. But again, nothing new for what we've seen kind of across the NFT ecosystem. This piece, Bear Market by Jello Design, sold for 7 ETH. I love this piece. I think Jello's work is so cool. And this one is a big step up. I believe his last sale on secondary was about 3 ETH. But this is a really fun one. All these people kind of looking at the bear market burning outside, really follows his look and feel. Other sales he's had have been as high as 9, 12.1 ETH. But this one on the lower left was a secondary sales that was at three. So 70, where it just was a nice step up from that. This piece, a study in E major by Jake Andrew Arc, sold for 5.25 ETH. This piece has animation, but it is just a very, a very cool piece, even in its still form. And I believe the artist was going to do a print for the buyer. Uh, the buyer was Flannel Capital. I'm not sure if it went through because I think they said it had to be above 5.4 ETH. But it's at 5.25, so I'm not sure if they made the cut. Hopefully they did. But Flannel Capital here is the buyer, uh, and they tweeted a bunch of commentary about why they bought the piece. Although it's kind of interesting commentary, so I put it here. He's long been impressed by Jake's range in creating incredible physical paintings, uh, as well as his impressive digitally native abstract pieces. Then came along a study in E major. What a major flex in the range of talent that Jake brings to the table. The idea that this piece was special was further confirmed when he saw videos of it uh, exhibited at Toda in Dubai uh, at its intended scale. So I believe this really needs to be seen at a bigger scale to fully appreciate it. And he suspects that we'll look back at this as a significant landmark piece for Jake's evolution as an artist. And then the last piece to talk about, this one by none other than Dave Krugman, 4.5 ETH. Love to see it. Uh, a piece that, yeah, kind of cool motion shot with the Eiffel Tower in the back. It's called Cafe Racer Paris. We had Dave on a, on a panel with us in Korea last week, which was a lot of fun. So congrats to Dave, as well as the buyer on that sale. That is all from me today. It's good to be back uh, in Colorado at my desk doing the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Give us a like below. Tell us what you think in the comments. And we'll be back tomorrow with another show. Have a great day. <laughs>